Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. A lab filled with rats. Wait a minute. Isn't this supposed to be the transmissioning? Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we watch a different episode of horror anthology TV show Monsters and report it back to you. You are listening to Season 3, Episode 1. We're in Season 3, the last season of Monsters. But before we dive in, we got to do some housekeeping. I'm Matt Noss. With me at the power of the internet are my best friends in the whole wide world. If it isn't Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Yay! Hi, Matt. Hey, how are you? Good. Oh, my goodness, ladies and gentlemen. If you are a longtime listener, you might be wondering, where are my transmissionees? And I will say to you, I am sorry. (laughs) For two weeks... The team here tried their best, and by tried their best, watched, I mean watched time slip right through their fingers. <laughs> and uh, and then it was basically a conversation that went like this. I think it works better when we're all in the same room, and I haven't been able to listen to all 30 plus episodes that we put out last season to find the good moments. So why don't we just yeah, keep... That's right. <laughs> Why don't we just do season three <laughs> so we can put episodes back out there? I like it. Yep. Um, Maybe the transmissionies were in the hearts of our listeners all along. I think Maybe so. We don't even need to hear it. Yeah. And if you're a brand new listener who has no idea what the transmissionies are, they are our end of season it. wrap up. That's all. <laughs> and also, don't worry. Why are you stressing me? Hey, why don't you chillax? Hey, man. <laughs> Take a chill pill. Yeah. And relax a little bit. But before we even talk about this episode, you know what we're going to do? We're going to dive into the transmissions mailbag. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Yep. We got some listener feedback this week. Oh, no. No, it's no, it's actually positive, <laughs> man. Oh, okay. All right. People don't hate everything. Not everything we do. Uh, we would like to say hello and thank you for reaching out. Um, Van Rose. Uh, Van reached out and he said, hello, TFTD. Uh, I just finished listening to episode 163, Mr. Slobber. And I realized <laughs> you guys totally kill me. LOL. I couldn't believe your reaction to Mr. Swabbler Puppet. It's hard for me to imagine since I remember watching that episode when it first aired in 1990. There are so many memorable and funny lines in there to be enjoyed if you just let loose and embrace the cheese of it all. I think everybody on this podcast has had easy cheese poured it in their mouth. We love it. 100% agree, Van. Thank you very much. And he did say this. As for the name Mr. Slobber, which is spelled way weird, S-W-L-A-B-R, that had to be taken from the Cream song. S-W-L-A-B-R, which stands for She Walks Like a Bearded Rainbow. Yay for drugs! Anyway, keep up the good work, TFTD. Amazing. That, boom. That was a beautiful knowledge drop. Uh, Thank you. And uh, he he kept giving. I I reached back out. I said, thanks for listening. Uh, Mr. Slobber haunts our dreams still. We're glad you enjoyed it. And then I sent him the the uh, triptych of Mr. Slobbers. And he says, I love Mr. Slobber. Uh, ironically, a few days ago, I set one of my passwords to, uh, 
to a Mr. Slobber <laughs> line. And then he said, and sorry to hear that Rocket Red Glare's performance gave you nightmares. <laughs> In the best way. In the best way possible. So thanks for reaching out, Van. Also, um, friend of the show, longtime listener, Sean Cloran, uh, he gave us a shout out. But he is doing one of my favorite things right now. Uh, his son is about the same age as my daughter, just a little bit younger. So just about two years old. And kids love to take their pencils and just make scribbles. Scribbles on pencil yeah. or on paper. Yeah. And uh, Sean is an excellent artist. I love his, I love his stuff. I love what he does. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And he's basically taking his, his child's scribbles and he's making full art from it. Yeah. And it's a delight. It is so good. Um, I know Sean has an Instagram. I don't, I think they might be private right now. So I'm just mentioning it to say, I love them. And I wish I was an artist like that. Um, but I know, um, he's open for commissions. It's Clorin Sean on Instagram, C-L-O-R-A-N-S-E-A-N. Um, check him out. His artwork is amazing. And really fantastic. Cool. And, one... and he does, a, he does a lot of like, uh, I don't want to say drawing contest stuff, but he does a lot of, you know, like the, the things where people challenge each other to do things where it's like, oh, for a month, I'm going to draw, I don't know, like a thing <laughs> yeah he'll also do like it's like oh yeah i just drew this and like i had like a you know 20 minutes to draw a thing and so i drew this yeah. fucking amazing thing i couldn't <laughs> yeah. do if a gun was to my head extraordinarily oh. talented if, if you put my artwork next to my two and a half year old's artwork you're like why are they the same <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, not true Matt. I, I hers are better you are that. correct <laughs> No, I can remember in college when we watched Pappy Land, and you drew <laughs> right along with Pappy, and you you did a great job. Man. Oh, I was thank very you. Proud of you. I I have a very distinct style called no style. <laughs> Last but not least, longtime listener of the show, friend of the show, Michael Watkins. Guys, we have to tell you. Guys, being my two friends on the podcast, yeah. I don't know if you saw his comments, but he is doing the work. He's gone back in time and is re-listening to every episode of Transmissions. Oh my gosh, Michael! I didn't know that. Oh man! And he's at Lestrega as of the last, uh, <laughs> the last one. Now Lestrega, uh, the, the one with eight act breaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we fall apart in that episode, but we also sing top that. <laughs> and uh, and he posted that uh, he, he's going to listen to the newest episode right after uh, listening to Lestrega. He had forgotten the lyrics to top that. <laughs> and, uh, he can be forgiven. For, he, he can be forgiven. Absolutely can be. If you want to be part of the transmissions mailbag all you have to do is follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash t from the dark side and leave a comment on any of our videos or send us an inbox message there or at the end of the show you'll hear all the ways you can get in contact with us the episode of the week this week stressed environment season three episode episode one, one. Uh, it is uh, customary around these parts that we guess what this episode's about based on title alone. We call it the dark side guess. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Yep. Stressed environment. After a fracking crew drilled too deeply and opened a long sealed fissure, they awoke Gaia, the spirit of the earth. Seeing the destruction and carelessness with which man had treated her while she slept, she began her campaign of bloody vengeance on mankind to remind them once and for all her absolute power. Is there anywhere mankind can hide from Gaia? No, said Jeff Miller, the recently incinerated CEO of Halliburton. (laughs) (laughs) 
Excellent. Uh, here's mine. Stressed environment. 16 sexy singles are sent to an island for no-holds-barred adult fun. What's the twist? Each one has a sibling on the island that they don't know about. <laughs> Can you party and hook up while not accidentally banging your sister? Welcome to Stressed Environment! <laughs> I don't know how that's not I, a show already. I don't either. <clears throat> or at least at least a thing on Pornhub, but yeah. yeah. Oh. Get it. <laughs> Matt, your look was... Oh, I was like the cat that ate the canary on that one. Yeah. Oh, Pornhub? I've heard of this. What's that about? Mm. How come everybody's fucking their brother-in-law? This is really weird. My stepbrother keeps boning me. I keep getting stuck under the sink. Mm. Why is my butt so in the air? Um... I didn't write one, is the truth. So, <laughs> you're just going to scat Bebop here? Yeah, so <laughs> check out this Mel Torme action. <laughs> uh, uh, stressed environments, uh, man is... Here. Man uh, lives in the sunlit world <laughs> of what he believes to be reality. Reality? But huh. there is, unseen oh, by most, the year 2020... <laughs> You're... <laughs> a dark side. It's a year that's just as real, but not as brightly, not as brightly lit. lit. It's 2020. Boom. <laughs> Done. Tell me that this isn't an episode of Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, I'd say it was hats on hats, honestly. I'd be like, hey, it's a bit much. Unfortunately, none of these guesses were correct. So, Jen... Please hit us up with the sweet deets. Deets. All right, guys. We watched season three, episode one, Stressed Environment. This episode aired September 30th, 1990. Here is the description from IMDb. IMDb. A female scientist who spent 12 years raising rats in a stressed environment in the hopes of evolving their intelligence faces the terrifying results of her experiment. Yeah, pretty much. That's, yeah. Uh, this episode was directed by Jeffrey Wolf. He previously had directed uh, the episode "The Gift," the one with Abe Vigoda, uh, "The Legacy," which was the uh, the crazy apartment of uh, Fulton Pierce, um, and then uh, in "Tales," he directed uh, the episode "The Moth" with Debbie Harry. Oh, okay. Uh, episode was written by Neil Marshall Stevens, who goes by several names, and he has written a ton of straight-to-video horror. He also wrote The Feverman, which was the first episode yeah. of yeah. Monster. Yeah. And uh, wrote The Face. Uh, Dr. Elizabeth Porter was played by Carol Lindley. Uh, she was the Coca-Cola girl in the 1950s. She was a child oh, wow. model. Uh, she did a ton of acting work, a ton of modeling, stuff in the 50s and 60s. Uh, she was in the, Poseid the Poseidon Adventure. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. Um, and if you look up her picture, she's fucking gorgeous. Uh, she is, yeah, she is lovely. Uh, died last September. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Um, Dr. Robert Winston was played by Victor Rader. He, um, Uh, sorry, why do I have Wexler written down here? Is he Wexler? <laughs> no, he was Winston. He is. Why do I have Wexler here? I Wexler. <laughs> Chad, don't drown. Don. <laughs> uh, he's done a, a ton of uh, video game and cartoon voices. Uh, a lot of work. He's been on every TV show. Uh, looks like a very familiar actor. He does, uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Keith was played by Scott Weir. Not many credits for uh, for Keith. Uh, same for uh, Kathleen McCall, who played Gina. Uh, just uh, just a couple of credits to her name. But they all did a lovely job in the episode, and I commend them, and I thank them, and I give them little kisses. Proud of <laughs> 
from the monster swings wide open and uh salt off a margarita glass this entire podcast just so you know i don't know if you're watching this i yeah yeah you were really (laughs) hey i got an idea we're gonna start this episode in a lab but we're also going to blare the weirdest time after time knockoff we can find (laughs) This... See, I wrote I wrote something completely different. Uh, I wrote that it was. Oh God, where is it? <laughs> the public domain knockoff of every breath you take, all the gasps you make. Oh, very nice. Uh, I commented that it was loud. Ooh. <laughs> it is not subtle. This. Yeah. Com- so I have to ask, what did you guys watch it on? I watched it on YouTube. I watched it on YouTube where, like, where an eighth of the screen was cut off to the left. I watched it on Roku, oh. and it was it was really high quality, so I recommend doing that again. Thanks for telling us now. <sighs> well, with that little bit of passive-aggressive uh, behavior, <laughs> if the music isn't loud enough, let me just tell you what you're too is old enough. You're, you're too old. If it's too loud, you're too old. But uh, you know what is just not as loud, but equally as annoying? The screeching of rats. <laughs> the this Foley is... artist in this one was just like, so Swing I can give I can give you like a better rats, you know, good sound, better rats. I just need the sound of like one or two rats. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. This is gonna be easily a colony. <laughs> this, is gonna, this is gonna be a rat king of rats. Oh, that's that's so great that you can do that. We only we need a small amount. Uh, yeah. This is totally gonna be like a, a, a clusterfuck of rats. Do you have a manager I can speak to? I am the manager. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it is. There is not much to be heard over the din of the music. (laughs) This lab is loud. This lab is dark. And this lab is sexy. This lab is sexy because a group of rats is called Mischief. And you know who's up to Mischief. This male... This part makes no sense. It really doesn't. Keith, the male lab tech is looking into the dressing room that seems to be wide open. I don't think there was a dressing room. It's all part of one room. Yeah. I think she just walked over to her locker, got her stuff, and started taking her clothes off. Well, I wrote down immediately, calling Dr. Boing. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're in red shoe territory. We are in red shoe territory. And also, I was like... Is this the parallel universe of Starship Troopers? That's what it felt like. Are we that cool? Is everybody very laissez-faire about nudity? Apparently not, because once Barbara Billingsley busts into this place, <laughs> she is like, put she that boner down. down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's having none of this hanky-panky. But in the she meantime, we get to see the shape of a beautiful woman. And side boob, which thirteen-year-old Matt would have. They blurred it, so you know there was nip. Oh, Oh, I didn't see that. It was on YouTube. They they didn't. They didn't blur it on Roku, guys. (laughs) Take that to the spank bank. Take that, my penis. (laughs) (laughs) Take take this thrashing. (laughs) (laughs) The sound beating, and then straight to bed with you. (laughs) <laughs> now, <laughs> I like 
like how you're covering your face with oh. your notebook. <laughs> well, it, it, it's the realization that after, oh, I don't know, nearly hundreds of 200 episodes. episodes, we're still the most immature people on Earth. <laughs> don't have a boob in your episode, then. Hey, if you don't want me to be yeah. a kid. If you don't want me to be a terrible person. Then don't have no boobs. <laughs> don't have to take, just cover up with a towel. Um, It turns out that they work in pesticides. Apparently well, it's unclear. But yeah, yes, so there's a sign on the door that's like pesticide lab number one. And we figure out that it's rat extermination that they're going for. Yeah, so Gina, the um, the the side boob, she walks into the pesticide lab, uh, and she starts calling for the the subjects. Like I think I think she says like, "Come and get it, fellas!" Or and she is holding straight black and white generic cornflakes. That box yeah. is great. That was a total Dharma initiative box of cornflakes. <laughs> it was. It was. I like. I think I've asked this question a bunch of times before. But did you guys ever buy no brand Farmer Jack stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It would just yeah. say macaroni. That's, yeah. Yep, that's what it looked like. Is it would be it would be a white box with two black diagonal stripes yep. on it. And this stuff really reminded me of that. And look, it's human food. Are you going to eat it or not? Ooh, <laughs> human food. I like it. Like it. <laughs> uh, so the people that are in the scene right now, we've got uh, we've got Doctor Porter, um, Barbara Billingsley, who is not it's, it's Carol Lindley, uh, but Barbara Billingsley. Keith is her her lab assistant. And then Gina is the um, is the tech going in there, and, and so they're they're talking about how they they haven't found any of the subjects in twelve weeks and five days, and it's been twelve weeks and five, five days. days. <sighs> Too much. I'm sorry. It's it's okay. Uh, so. I I couldn't help thinking if you haven't seen if you haven't seen your subjects in twelve weeks and five days and you are observing them in a controlled environment, maybe they are dead and you are a terrible scientist. There Matt not to put yeah, too fine a point on it, but exactly. <laughs> Oh, uh, our control group is missing. <laughs> well, then it's not a control group anymore, bro. Yeah, no. oh, I, I guess we had a secondary side effect of disappearing. So I guess we'll just keep monitoring that for a while. It seems that our test subjects are really good at the art of escape. So <laughs> put that down as evolutionary biology trait. Check that box. Uh, we'll see. Right, Maybe they'll come back. Uh, let's do a little rat 101. What do we know about rats, everybody? Uh, they're furry. Yep, definitely. Yep. And prone to escape. Okay. Prone to escape, yeah. <laughs> not here. There is not a lot about what's happening that's making sense. But let me tell you this. Glued to the screen. Uh, this episode, we are starting season three with such a fucking bang uh, in a way that I don't think we started season one or two. I was in it from the, from the beginning. Every character was great. Uh, I, spoiler alert, fucking loved this episode. Oh yeah. I, I enjoyed the episode. This woman, uh, the, what is her name? I'm sorry. I should have. Gina. Gina. Gina's in there and she's got a headset mic on and she's communicating with Keith and she's like yeah it doesn't look like there's a there's a couple of rat traps missing who knows what they're doing with those and in the in the control room they're like joking like maybe they're trying to understand how they work oh if maybe they're worshiping as the god of death oh so 
And she notices that the uh, there is a nozzle for the pesticide, uh, and the and nozzle clogged. is jammed. Yeah. Yes. So that is the uh, that is the instruction the control room gives uh, Gina is hey check out the uh, nozzle under the sink it's jammed. So she starts taking this thing apart. And uh, while um, while uh, Doctor Barbara Billingsley gets a phone call from Doctor Winston. And and this is a very good how phone, like you. This is a very good how phone, and I will go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, because basically the conversation is when um hey I need to come down to the lab. Oh, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is your boss. Hey, it's me, the boss. Oh, okay. What lab are you coming down? To? Yours. What do we do here? <laughs> That's what we need to figure out. We'll have a lot of dialogue about this in Act 2. Anyway, oh, okay. see you okay. tomorrow. See you in the morning. I'll bring pancakes. I was genuinely so disappointed that it wasn't a rat calling her on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, To be honest with you... I... <laughs> Oh, let me just tell you, if at the end a man would have fallen over and rats exploded from his body, <laughs> this would have been the best thing I've ever seen in my life. That is one failing of this episode, not enough rats. Like, I loved what oh. the rats did, but... Oh, if I only there were a rat man wait. at the end, yeah. yeah. I cannot wait to talk about the final act, though. So let's... let's well, get let's get through this, act, this first act. Yes. Gina's so in, in the Gina finds she takes the I'm oh, sorry Matt uh, she takes the nozzle off and she finds that it is stuffed with bits of wood cloth and cardboard so the rats have figured out how to stop the pesticide from spraying out and as she was was doing that uh, that is when Barbara Billingsley got the phone call um actually wasn't Barbara Billingsley on an episode of Monsters she was, yeah. Okay. Or yeah. was it Tails? Oh. No, it was the... Uh... It was Monsters. It was the one where the guy... Bop, bop, boop, boop, boop. Yeah, it was the end of season one. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Um, I love that's the way that I described the episode. Bop, bop, I can think boop, of a million ways. Like, oh, it was the guy in the retirement home. But that was that was what I thought would, would do it. Um, so Barbara Billingsley gets off the phone... And uh, Gina tells her that, you know, the um, the clog goes all the way back to the wall. So they've been stuffing these things in this nozzle for a while. So she takes the panel off and she's reaching back there. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was funny that she's talking about how this nozzle is clogged. And Barbara Billingsley was like, yeah, but is there any unusual activity? Yeah. I think that rats yeah. assembling things to clog your pipe is unusual activity. Um, but uh, so she says, no, it's quieter than normal. Um, <laughs> so after after Barbara Billingsley got off the phone call with Dr. Bobby Winston. They start uh, hearing the rats. The um... Right before that. She tells Keith that he has to go and assemble some of her personal files and take them out to her car. And I, I just wrote like, "Yeah, Rat nothing boots. wrong with this." Yeah. <laughs> so they hear something over the headphones. They, because there's a big like boom mic in the lab. Uh, and they start picking up uh, sounds, but I don't think we could really hear what they were hearing. They just tell her to get out of there. And she's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Uh, and then I think something grabs her arm behind the wall. And so she's kind of like, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's wiggling around in that cabinet. You know that uh, Jen, scene in Jen Ed Wood? You, <laughs> you know that scene in Ed Wood where, yes, where he's wiggling around he has to the throw the octopus around himself because they didn't yeah, bring the motor? Yeah. It's exactly that, where it's like, yes. pretend like a rat's attacking your hand. 
<laughs> is it a big rat or like I can just shake it off or imagine a man rat with opposable thumbs. Like, is he man-sized or rat-sized? No, he's rat-sized, rat? but he can stand on his hind legs like a man. Uh, so... She's attacked by a rat. Yes, she's, she's under the cabinet and gets attacked by a rat. And so Keith runs in to the lab. And he no, no, pulls no, don't, her out. Don't, don't, just save listeners. Savor this moment prior to seeing what what happens here. Because whatever you think seconds. is going to happen. It is not what you're thinking. It, oh, God. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, okay. I'll go. Okay. Yes, please. Please, you go. So he pulls her out. She is deader than Dillinger. She has a shard of glass that stuck through her stuck cranium. Through her, just two, one in her cranium, one in her jugular. Oh, I didn't see the one in her jugular. Yeah. Okay. And she is holding a man rat. <laughs> and this motherfucker is holding a spear. A He's stabbing her. <laughs> and his stop motion excellence. So did did you guys describe what the rat looked like? Oh, the best oh. thing I'd ever seen in my life. That's how I it. <laughs> Something I didn't know that was missing. Oh, you mean you mean this description of it looks like a wiggly poop with jagged teeth. <laughs> um, I I just put that it was uh, the the Mohawk guy from Road Warrior. If he was a rat, nice. Uh, I had to rewind it and have Ted and my infant son come to look at it. <laughs> It is. I, w- I want to. It know is so good. It is a sight to behold. It is so wonderfully I, bad. Oh, it got. I it. loved. I loved that it kept stabbing her arm. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, I love this. I love this so much. Yeah. This was the. Even... It looked so ridiculous and terrible, but also so great and so yeah. it was it was so cheesy fun. It was it was what I want from a monsters episode. I had bought my ticket that punched my ticket. Yep. Like <laughs> I was like, I am on this ride forever. I yep. wherever you guys go, I'm in because of the amount of effort that this Clash of the Titans rat takes. <laughs> Stabbing <laughs> with this shard of glass. That's an act break. That is an act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side <laughs> after this. Aurora and Don Bluth Productions present a classic adventure in motion picture entertainment. I must tell you about him. Look there. It's a fantasy with wizards and villains. And heroes. I ain't scared of nothing. I'm not even afraid of the great owl. Will you hush up? Come on. It's an odyssey to another world. A world of fantasy and enchantment. To what you see and hear, you must swear absolute secrecy. It's the most beautiful sight I've ever seen. Do you like me? Of course I like you. It's a story of friendship. I mean, you don't think I'm clumsy or anything. What? I just need a few pointers to polish my style. I told you you'd love flying. I don't know how I let you talk me into this. It's a classic story of courage. Why have you come? 
and a world of danger. If I had actually been near a cat, I'd be sneezing my brains out. I'm allergic to cat. Excuse me, pardon me. adventure with wizards and dragons uh, uh it's it's a fantasy you wake with... up in a room alone cold the room white barren sparse a door close what do you do don blue's pictures presents <laughs> white room glow door Dom DeLuise as the helpful doorknob. (laughs) (laughs) Betty White is the rug that you can't see in the distance. (laughs) I'm still here. Sorry. Uh, Did did you guys ever uh, ever read about the experiments that inspired the secret of them? No, I remember... Oh, I'm sure that it's like gonna they make you feel super great about humanity. Like, yeah, yeah. wow, we're the best. Um, the experiments actually weren't. Uh, what they were was they were they were a scientist trying to create a utopian society, and he was using uh, oh god, it was either mice or rats as the um the species that he wanted to use to do this so he kept he kept doing iteration after iteration and i mean you know granted i don't think the the rats that didn't survive the iteration you know had had a great ending but he would he would create these colonies and he would give them everything that he thought a colony would need to survive but eventually he noticed the same thing every time that if you gave them everything they needed, the society would collapse. Huh. Because the the first generation did great. The second generation built on the first generation. But after it got to a certain point, the generations had only ever known abundance and they got lazy. And they like it was it was fascinating to read about this. Because the rats or the, the Trump kids. <laughs> yes um but it was it was just so fascinating to read about um oh snap like, trump kids you on blast <laughs> jen got your number click click pow you i don't g- care who i upset uh i want to read about that that is actually really interesting because yeah. the secret of nim was all about lab rats with it was radiation it was lab rats that no, it was lab rats that had been like genetically modified. Like it was like mice and rats, oh, uh, and they they, they ended up escape. Hmm? I thought they got radiated. I thought that was. I, th- I thought it was uh, that they had been I... they had been medical experiments. Um, and I thought there was but... a zapper. I don't know. <laughs> you thought you thought they were what? There was a zapper. I thought they got zapped. Like, oh, yeah, well, what happened was they got zapped, and then they could take the clothes off of lady rats. (laughs) But, like, at really inopportune times, like job interviews. Yeah, parking. Or just standing on the street. You know, inopportune time. Zapped is a very rapey, shitty movie. Season three, episode and, and we're back. Act two. We're down to never talk about Gina again. Again. <laughs> Gina gets murdered by a rat, and this 
lab is cool as a cucumber. You'd think they'd want to <laughs> analyze Gina a little bit more. They, you'd think. They are not shook in the least. They're pretty much like, yup, that went as expected. Yeah. Oh, how interesting. Mark, did you have murder on your bingo card? No, okay, well, I didn't. <laughs> so they're they're performing shank analysis. <laughs> so I don't think it was just a shank. I think there was a... I think there was a tiny little bow and arrow. I, there was at the, I know I'm definitely at the end. Uh, I, I couldn't tell with this one because this, there's like some little pieces of glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had, yeah. they had tiny They basically little, shot like they the dark form. crystal into her neck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, and she is delighted that they are making Stone Age weapons. Yes. Yes. She so so stoked. She was she was legitimately excited. Uh, so this was the first live rat that they've seen in three months. Mm-hmm. So Doctor Winston asks what happened to it. Yeah. So now we and get. Keith just says, "Oh, oh yeah, I Dr. stepped on it." Yeah, Doctor Skeptic has come in by this point. Doctor yes. Winston. Yeah, we are introduced to the new character, Doctor Winston. Oh who... man! And what an intro! We're introduced via magnifying glass. It's just a step to the right. <laughs> the The great thing about this this doctor is the forced relationship between him and Doctor Barbara Billingsley. Yeah. So I I have to go over a couple of their lines. I didn't write their lines down exactly, but I got the I got the basis of it. So when Keith says that he stepped on the rat, uh, Dr. Winston says, what a waste. Uh, And so (laughs) Dr. Billingsley starts talking about how, oh, don't worry, there's plenty more rats and stuff. And he's like, you think I'm talking about the rat? I'm talking about your career. You burnt! Yeah, I've got one of his verbatim written down. He had great line del- delivery. I have one from uh, Act Three that we'll um, we'll, we'll get to. But I really love this forced rapport between Doctor, <laughs> the doctors here. He says out loud with all sincerity, "I have fought for you a half dozen times." <laughs> <laughs> what a weird. Weird way to say I've had your back. Yeah. Hey, Matt, I have fought for you a half dozen times. So I don't think I could do it seven because then I'll Don't lose. make me do seven. Yeah. Because I think I, I like being able to say a half dozen. It's just, <laughs> it's just cleaner, I think. So she she was Dr. Skeptic's mentor at one time. She hired him. And she, hired she him was... In. She was like the lead primate researcher or something who decided to step back, go into this basement and do 10, 12 years of pesticide testing that apparently no one asked her to do. Yeah. She, so No one asked her to do it and no one cared that she did it. Yeah. She, she wanted them because like he's sitting there and he's like, uh, Adoy, I'm here to fire you. Yeah. And so she starts talking about how I wanted you all to think that I was throwing my career away down here, just dicking around when we've been doing like, you know, cool research on evolutionary processes and stuff for the past 12 years. We never thought it would go this far. Uh, So she starts talking about how they created the stressed environment to evolve the rats uh, and now they are creating tools. They're bipedal. They have brains three times the size that of normal rats. Um, but alas, they have killed them all with phosgene gas. And so uh, Dr. Winston doesn't seem very happy about that until they can hear the rats on the big old microphone. And that's when, uh, I don't remember which scientist said this, but uh, they said, they must have airtight compartments. (laughs) Now, 
No, I was hoping like hell that this would have just been like Muppet Rat talk. Like, hi yeah, hi yeah. I was, I was really hoping that it was going to be Rizzo the Rat. Yeah. But, I liked, this is when, I, I can't remember what, what he said, but Keith, the lab assistant, has has a couple lines in here that I'm like, oh, it's finally a human being being like, I'm not going in there. No, this is yeah, that's that's not part of my job description. But I I really hope that Matt and I took the same note in a couple seconds. Um, So, Doctor Doctor Winston is is talking about how they should. Or wait, is he talking? Shoot, I can't remember if that's third act or second act. Uh, Oh no, no, I'm sorry. This is so. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, So. They start talking about how the the rats have been stealing knives, forks, and metal pieces, and they wonder if they're if they're tunneling out or what they're doing. And I just wrote, "God, I hope they make a rat mech." Uh, but alas, <laughs> no rat mechs. Um, I was hoping there was a real pickle Rick moment. Yeah. <laughs> so I have but, a so I have a quick question ahead. for for where we are in this act. When does Dr. Barbara Billingsley state, I've created a stressed environment? <laughs> well, that, was, that, was that just, just happened. A, yeah, that was just a, a minute or two ago. Okay. So when she says that, I am, again, I am eating popcorn to this yep. line. I yeah. like, I'm like, a stressed environment. We've tripled the size of their brain. And yes. If we just said this, I'm sorry, I've just had a mini stroke. <laughs> did we just say this? We did. Yes, yes, God okay. damn it. Uh, <laughs> size of my thumb. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Or he, yeah. Dr. Dr. Winston, like, just points to the tip of his thumb. Uh, but that's that's when she started talking about how, well, but – they're bipedal, you know, they're, they're creating tools and stuff, you know, they have opposable thumbs, which opposable thumbs, which I'm like, then why don't we grab the smashed rat and look at its paws? Oh yeah. (laughs) Like he stomped on the rat. Guys, I don't know the last time you murdered a rat. Yeah. But they don't just disappear like a Here. Goomba. <laughs> yeah. They, they stick around and pretty much still look like a rat. Yeah. Not like a vampire when you stab no. them. They, you right. Them. It just <laughs> withers away into dust. Right, right. Wouldn't that be great? It was like, well, he stepped on it and then it burst into flames Flame. and turned to ash. We didn't expect that in the evolutionary. Uh... Things we didn't plan for. <laughs> Don't murder it in the walls. We'll set this house on fire. <laughs> well, that was part of the pesticide that we were using. It murders the rat and then a tiny sprinkler comes out. <laughs> he douses the rat's corpse. Uh, this is when um, Keith Keith goes full Poseidon adventure in this. He's like, they got to the power. Uh, like, that's so. That's that's what I wanted to see. If Matt took the same note that I did, of let me check was, the wires. How, no, how could they cut the power, man? They're animals. <laughs> That aliens? So to- yes. Okay. Cool. I was like, why do I know this? They go to the uh, the breaker box. Oh god! I love this so <laughs> much. So, so they, they walk. They walk to the the breaker box and they hear like skittering inside. They open it. And there were three rats. So they look the and they see that there's a fork. It's a fork. The fork that had shorted the the thing out. And then they look. It's like a fork wrapped in like a spaghetti of wires just plugged (laughs) in there. Oh, it's great. And then there's just three rats hanging out in this box. He's looking at them. Smoking little cigarettes. (laughs) 
I was thinking the same thing. I was like, this is the alternate universe Chuck E. Cheese animatronic display. <laughs> I want like, to see this animatronic display. This is when you go to an amusement park and they have a ride that's supposed to go haywire. And yeah. while you're waiting in line, <laughs> you pass like these installations and things like this. Yeah. This is disaster transport, you know. Yes. <laughs> Just a shitty rat eating a wire, <laughs> one rat shoving a fork. <laughs> three, uh, three of the most beautiful turds with smiles that you've ever seen <laughs> in your life are just, just sitting in that box being like yeah we use 4d we know what's up square d excuse me um oh oh i love this so much and then i my man keith hates rats this is not a great job for keith he hates no definitely not he sees a rat and he wants to smash like the hulk to smash He he runs at a, a control panel that could arc to him in a moment's notice because there was a <laughs> fork in the transformer. <laughs> just looking for ground. That's all this box is doing. Just <laughs> praying for come a on, ground to come over. <laughs> just give me a human with boots on the ground. And then he sh- he just rushes the camera, and that's the act break. The act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. He's the king of the road, the master of sass, Rat Fink. Got an eight ball shifter. Woo! Got some flames on the door. Just live to pop wheelies with my four by four. Better not watch us singing raisins. Rat Fink and the Rad Rods each sold separately. Ow! You're driving me wild! Fink, Fink. Better than them singing raisins. Wait, 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 wait. I did not know that they actually had Rat Fink toys. Yes. So this was all I... of the Rat Fink drag cars. As so toys. I, Matt, I was I was fully ready to go. R, I said R A R A T T T T Rat R A T T F I N K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But instead, I I was taken completely out by you. Got a shitty blues number starring Rat I was I was going to say I thought that sounded remarkably close to uh, to Bruce Willis, but yeah, it did have a very Return of Bruno feel to it. It did, it did. But Eric Hankey isn't here, so you give yourself a car. Do 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 do. You get yourself a rat. Do 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 do. You give yourself some flames, and that's where it's at. I'm a rat. Ah, oh, the opulence of the '80s to give Bruce Willis a record contract is still staggering to me. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they did the same thing for Don Johnson too. I was all part of it. Yeah. Some day. And we're back. Let's land this plane and let's talk about this third act. Oh God! So it, uh, I think it opens on the um the the panel like taped shut or or tied shut with I don't know something, uh, and so we can hear we can hear the rats like scurrying behind the panel. Uh, and that's when uh, Dr. Billingsley starts talking about how the rats were perfect for their exper- this experiment. Um, you know, no one was going to care what happened to rats. They could get rid of tons of them at a time and no one would bat an eyebrow. But if it's chimpanzees, people are going to start, you know, sniffing around. If you Needed say to be able to kill lots of rats. Yes. Well, if you say barracuda, people are like, huh? Huh? What? But if you say shark. You got a panic on the fourth panic of July. Panic on the fourth of July. You say rat. People say throw him in the dumpster. We don't care. <laughs> uh, are you going to kill a lot of them? Great. <laughs> you say bunny rabbit. People are like, we're, we're going to be there with torches. 
so she is like, so she's talking, she's explaining why she chose rats, how the stressed environment thing works, how the stressed environment was so important to their evolution she needed to be able to kill off 95 percent of each generation uh but the more she talks about it the more like gleeful she becomes oh yeah she's got a real boner for rat killing (laughs) it's like there's no experiment and just for 12 years she's just gotten off on killing rats so I, i think this is when winston starts formulating the plan right to to go in there uh with the phosgene gas like he's got like his his mask or whatever he's he's ready he's formulating the plan um yep and we're and about it, to enter a section called this coward is speaking my language <laughs> <laughs> so i i wanted to point out the weird way that winston says goodbye rats where like Jen, I want you to say goodbye, rats. Goodbye, rats. Matt, say it. Goodbye, rats. His inflection is like goodbye, rats. Where it was just completely not what you would say. Like if I was gonna go in and kill a bunch of rats, I'd be like goodbye, rats. And that is just not the way he played it at all. And it was so weird. Moving on. Goodbye, uh, rats. Good, goodbye, rats. Um, I, I can't believe we went a commercial break without p- playing the trailer for Willard. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, Real missed opportunity by us. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Listen to it on your own time. Which uh, this also is. <laughs> All time is your own time if you're listening to this show. <laughs> Uh, so it, it seems that Porter wants to wait first, and, and she wants to communicate, and Winston uh, does not. Like, no, and I think that's that's when this. he's that's when he's trying to get Keith to come with him, and that leads to Matt. Oh, I love this. He's like, Nah, I ain't going. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> no, way, you, uh, you don't uh, pay me enough. I'm not going in there. Going on a suicide mission to go gas some rats was not part of my job description, so I'll be here when you get back. If you get back. It's fantastic. But we... when Oh my god. When this doctor enters this room, I was... If I could have screamed, I would have. I was so astonished and pleased with what I was seeing. Oh, this, I this broke down a line of of his as he was walking into the room because Dr. Porter is is trying to explain that, uh, you know, we taught them to be vicious, but we can show them mercy. Don't mercy. don't kill them, yes. which it's very interesting that she's, you know, talking about how she can show them mercy when she just said she needed to kill 95 percent of their <laughs> generations. But but Winston turns to her and says, you know, if you look at the big picture, breeding a population of sentient tool-using rats represents a significant lapse in good judgment. <laughs> and in my world, that's a world-class gotem. <laughs> Put it on a, a shawl. <laughs> Needle point it and hang it on the wall. That is the best. Sample, baby. He walks into this room, cool as a cucumber. Little does he know that the rats have made crossbows. <laughs> they have not just made catapults. Oh, They've I wrote trebuchets. trebuchets. <laughs> I wrote the rats are going full home alone. <laughs> These wet bandits are dead. <laughs> so Winston gets a face full. Like he walks up to the the one cabinet and he gets a face full of poison from the spoon catapult. And so he staggers backward. 
And that's when we see one of the traps that's a trebuchet move toward him. <laughs> move toward him. And then, and it shoots like, what was it, like a pencil into his neck. Yeah. And so he falls over dead, I, I guess. Um, and then I think that when he was killed, uh, Dr. Billingsley went into the room, and that's when we see that they kill Keith by unscrewing the... The ceiling panel. The, yeah, the ceiling ben. panel, and it falls on him and, I don't know, either knocks him out cold or kills him. I assumed that that panel opened and rat ninjas just <laughs> repelled out. Yeah, but they cut it for time, right? Right, right. Because, <laughs> you know, if they spent the majority of the budget on that... Yeah, I would have demanded to see it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love this. So, love this. Porter walks this. in and picks up an injured rat and says that she won't kill it. And that is when, guys, we hear the sweetest sound. We hear Rat, rat King Quado call. <laughs> Porter. <laughs> oh my god. So great. And there is this is little little spear holding oh. king rat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he's holding the spear. I won't kiss I won't kill you. Now I will say, this hiss the hiss that the, the rat yeah. king gives her startled me i was straight i was like whoa yeah, yeah i wasn't i wasn't sure what was going on either but uh but then, she says no i this takes a turn and i'm like wait a minute does she want to fuck, fuck that rat? <laughs> <laughs> she, so she straight up takes her hair out. down i know that was so weird so weird so she she sits there and she talks about how uh I've taught you death. Can I teach you life? With and the and that's when that's when that is when she takes the thing out of her hair and it and it like cascades down. Uh, and she said that you know you've suffered for twelve years in the dark, and I want that to end. Uh, and she goes in. I mean, she goes in for a hug with the rat, right? Something. Yeah, she goes. Even a PG. Yeah. She she reaches in, and that is when we find out that the Rat King has set a trap. And that is when we see another trebuchet shoot her and kill her. Uh, and there... that's when the Rat King lets out the 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 squeal, whatever. Um, These rats <laughs> have pinpoint accuracy. Yeah. With those things, they do. But uh, did you see the rat's paw with the opposable thumb? I did not. It is no. so pronounced on the rat's hands. It is like <laughs> it was. It would be as if I'm holding a beer bottle up to my hand and my thumb is the beer bottle. <laughs> like it is like they have opposable thumbs. Oh God, I love that they put that detail in. That makes me so happy to hear. I gotta actually go back and look for that. Oh yeah. yeah. So, her last word. Do you want to say it, Jen? No. Hit it. So she's she's sitting there, and she's she's dying from I don't know another pencil to the neck or whatever. Yeah, these people go said, down like folding paper. Yeah. For real. Uh, and she says, how human you are. How human you are. And goes and reaches for the phosgene gas and then, it, like, bats it away from her and it rolls away. And dies. It Act was break, Earth. Guys. <laughs> it was Earth all along. <laughs> Oh, it's that so was such awesome! A fun app. I I wish that there I, I wish that those rats were in more episodes. Yeah. Uh, uh, writers' room. I wouldn't change a thing. 
No. Yeah, it was it was a pretty tight episode to be to be honest. There wasn't there wasn't a lot of wiggle room. There wasn't anything that you could really cut or add. I mean, it was it was a sparse like. Yeah, it looked, I, I, everything was was just right. The locations were just enough. The set was dressed just enough. There were just enough characters. The actors did just enough of a good job. Uh, but more than, but but it's it was the sum of all of it was. I think this might be a must watch for me. This is a must watch. Yeah. Okay. This is an absolute monsters must watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, what would the measurement be, Jen? Give oh us a God. Scale. Uh, see, uh, scale of one to ten, uh, rodent trebuchets. <laughs> you know what? This is an eight and a half. Yeah, I'm eight and a half as well. I'm going to give it nine. Yeah. It's right there. Wow. Here's what I would have liked them to do from a writer's room perspective. I would have loved them to have Gina's body there a little bit longer and um, them yeah. try to figure out what the hell they're going to do. Like, yeah, she see, did kind of, I, I was that. like, wouldn't there be that. an investigation or something? Right. That was like grand opening, grand closing. Like, yeah. And we, yeah. He, I mean, my note, it was like, and we never heard from Gina again. Yeah. <laughs> no one gave, gave a shit about that vagabond. Yeah. <laughs> that piece of trash was dumped in a <laughs> medical waste vat and we never cared about her again. But other than that, I, I, I really strong app. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. <sighs> well, that's the episode, and that is the show. Um, took care of most of the business right at the top. So here we are at the end. Um, thank you for listening. We really appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate everything that you did to get to this point. You really bustled it out. <laughs> <laughs> really he fought that bear he fought that he... bear oh god remember when you were on the Oregon Trail uh, <laughs> you beat dysentery during this episode yeah you're hoping um and that's it guys did I forget anything uh, try to enjoy the daylight yeah. try to enjoy the daylight bye bye transmissions from the dark side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTDS Pod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.